So this episode is just the second part of uh, the earlier episode that Michael and I did talking about Kobe. And this one is more just uh, like the first episode was about his last game specifically. This is more just general thoughts. You know, like we reflect on like Kobe with such great like reminiscence and shit Mm -hmm. is that it's hard to remember that that's the year that the Cavs came back from three to one from three. Yeah. And so, for some reason to me, that sounds more, way more recent than Kobe retiring, right? That does. That does. Right. It's weird, right? That does. No. And I think, wow. You know what? I think that's why it's good, and I'm happy that we we brought back up his last game, which happened to be that same year, because I think a lot of people just think of, you know, it makes sense. They think of Kobe's more, like, happy years which were way before 2016 but we had to bring up his last game which was in 2016 so it's like don't just think he was that old like the same year that you know lebron and do you think i'm not trying to believe in holy spirits and all that but is that a coincidence that kobe put 60 points up in his last game as like a 39 year old the same year that lebron happened to come back from 3-1 against the best team ever in regular season NBA history. No, definitely not. And you, you, you know what? This is, a, this is a little bit forgotten about, but the Cavs played the Lakers that season, mm-hmm. and Kobe lit up LeBron, dude. They lost the game, granted. But do you remember that game? I don't. Kobe was like, I really don't. Dude, Refresh Kobe, us. like, when guarded by LeBron, that game was like six of seven from the field. He he walked like two two or three threes in LeBron's face, and he hit LeBron with a fake turnaround pump fake up under to the hoop layup, and it was so dirty. And I, there was a there's a picture, or like there's like a picture of them talking after the game. I already know Kobe was telling him like two things, two things. He was telling him two things. This might be cons- this might be a little conspiracy. He was saying. One, go win the ship this year. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, two, go join the Lakers when your free agency's up. I'm just saying that. I think Kobe wanted someone to carry on his legacy. And I think it's like no coincidence that LeBron joined the Lakers two years later. I think because LeBron and Kobe have, like, I think they have, that. that's the most interesting duo. Like, because Kobe and Jordan, they did not overlap enough, in my opinion. Like, obviously, no. the closest player to Jordan ever in terms of, like, play style, you know, et cetera, et cetera, it's Kobe. But yeah. they, they, they barely overlapped, right? LeBron uh-huh. and Kobe, they, they overlapped significantly. Yes. Because LeBron came into the league in 2003, yeah, and that's Kobe's yeah. seventh year. So Kobe's in his prime, yeah. basically, or get you know, right before his prime prime, um, and we're just robbed of the fact that they never played in a in a series. Dude, I think about that a lot. I think I think the year that it should have happened was the year that the Lakers smoked the Magic, dude. By the way, in that series, Kobe averaged thirty-two. Uh, Six rebounds and seven assists. It's one of like the fucking greatest final stats line. Thirty-two, six, and seven. That's, yeah, that's like and two steals 
and like two, maybe almost three steals. Yeah, dude. I even screenshot it a while back and tweeted it. I was like, I was like, damn, I I do not remember Kobe going this ham in the finals. Bro, that's that's Jordan numbers. Like, look at Jordan's yeah, best playoffs, sure, best finals numbers. It's not gonna get much better than thirty-two, six, and seven. You know, you know, I, you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it out loud, just because you know I said that stat line, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, Michael's pulling fucking numbers out of his ass." 2009 NBA Finals. So MVP Kobe Bryant statistics, player statistics: 32.4 points per game, 7.4 assists, 5.6 rebounds, 1.4 steals, and 1.4 blocks. Read that again, just for emphasis, just so everyone can hear it. 32.4 points per game, 7.4 assists per game, 5.6 rebounds per game, 1.4 steals, and 1.4 blocks. And that's, yeah, that's probably the worst here because the Magic, I mean, we don't want to underrate the Magic, sure, but that should have been the Cavs versus the Lakers. And let's be real. The Lakers would have given the Cavs. It would have been ugly. Oh, they would have smacked them, bro. Like, LeBron might have six rings at this point if that would have happened. Because think about it. He got to beat up. Kobe got to beat up on an easy Magic team. Imagine if LeBron was in that finals instead and he went toe-to-toe with Kobe. You know, he would have been like, instead of being like, oh, my only rival, like the really the guy I have to beat is Dwight Howard. No, it would have been I'm in the finals with Kobe fucking Bean Bryant. Kobe Adderall Bryant, bro. (laughs) Dude, I I I low key think that LeBron kind of lucked out by not playing the Lakers in the finals that year, bro. Because that would have been a really discouraging loss. And I, I, I'm going to say it would have been a discouraging loss because I don't think there's any chance that the Cavs would have won that series. But do you think was – it, was it less discouraging for LeBron and his Cavs to lose to the Magic that year? Yes. Yes. Why? You know why? You know why? It's because I feel like LeBron does listen to a lot of haters. And he gets into his head – not as much as like KD – but you know he's listening to yeah, haters. Definitely, definitely. And think about what the narrative would have been if Kobe smoked LeBron in the finals. It would have been, oh, and this is, granted, this is before he even won his first ring. Yeah. It would have been like, LeBron, like Kobe, LeBron will never be better than Kobe. He can't close. So he would have been oh and 2 in the finals. And honestly – who knows where his career would have been after all this like criticism? Maybe he retires, dude. No, <laughs> but no, no. I know what you. I know what you're saying. But I just think that would have been. I think that would have been good for LeBron to, to have to play Kobe because, and I think I think if you ask Kobe, damn, which sucks because we'll never get a podcast episode with Kobe again. Like. You know, not our not our podcast, but you know what I mean, like any type of podcast out there with Kobe as a guest. Well, dude, honestly, when you started this podcast and I came on the show, I didn't think like it would have been out of the question one day 
to have Kobe on the show. And I've even, dude, I've even had dreams of like meeting Kobe and like what I would talk to him about. Be- because he and, seems like one of the more chill players, right? And you see videos now. Where he'll not talk to chill, people. but just, yeah, chill, he seems chill now. But Co- dude, what I think about is like, Kobe's like such an insightful person, bro. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's like just a genius mind, dude. And you could kind of even convey it like just the way he talks. He's so like measured and articulate in the way he would say things. And I don't know. I think he's just perfect podcast material. And it actually is actually making me really sad right now that we're probably never going to get to talk to Kobe in our life. No, but this is like, good, I'm man. sure that's been one of your life. Like that would have been a life goal for you at one point. Right. If I could like, all right. If you asked me if I could meet, and just, you know, have a legit conversation, a real conversation with any NBA players in no order. Obviously, Kobe, T-Mac, LeBron. Let's, let's go those three. LeBron. And obviously, I know Jordan Not- is, you know, he's the GOAT. But I'm sorry. Um, I don't control what year I was born in, 94. Yeah, that's such a fact, bro. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. And then now it's sad. Cause- dude, I, I, I think, dude, honestly – I even outside of sports, bro. I think if I could talk to one person, it would be Kobe. Like regardless oh. of the subject matter, or like even the field of the person I'm talking to. Because he's so well versed in just everything, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And you want to know what's crazy? Is last year when um, I lived in Costa Mesa, dude. This shit's actually crazy. I don't think I've ever told you this, but. I was in this like studio guitar group and uh, one of the older people in the group was um, in a band called Tijuana Dogs. Mm -hmm. And he, he used to, um, well, when I was working with him, he was still going to, he was, he was an employee of Kobe. He was uh, doing the music for Kobe's like uh, kid series. And the stories he would tell me are crazy, bro. He said he'd be like chilling there with his band, the Tijuana Dogs. And I'll kind of explain to you like how this guy fits in with Kobe and everything else that happens in a little bit. But he said he was um, there with Kobe when Kyrie came in the off season and he went to talk to him because he didn't know where he was going to get signed with. And he had signing with the Nets. Um, he said like, Kobe like had like a just like a crazy mind for music and like which notes should play and that he just picked everything up super quickly. And then anyway, the way this fits in is because the dude that the guy I know band played with was the wife was the sorry, that was the husband of one of the people who died on that helicopter. And so that's how he started working for Kobe. And I didn't even know, obviously Kobe was the first person I I knew that died. But in the later coming day, they had an interview with the guy of whose wife died. And I was like, holy fuck, I know that guy. That's the guy who's in the band with with fucking Dave Murdy. And I was just like, I was just like, holy shit. Because when he was telling me these stories, he was like, he was definitely really descriptive and stuff. Mm. But I just like couldn't believe it. I was like, Man, this dude's working with Kobe. Like, I don't know. Like, he's yeah, he's a really great musician, but like, is he really working with Kobe? And then that's unfortunately that's how I found out it was true. Damn. 
I think I think you you can't really end up doubting people in life. You just have to have to take what they say for granted. You, otherwise, you'll get like proof in a way you don't really want it to come. You know? Yeah, and that was. I mean, we could go into that. Like, let's say, let's go into that day. I'm not even gonna look up the date because I don't want to remember it. The day that Kobe yeah. died, it was sometime late January. Was it the twenty? 20- January January twenty sixth. It was two days after my birthday. It was just. It was rough. I'm not gonna lie. So what? Do yeah, you, dude. Especially. Let me ask you this, actually. So yeah, what do you remember about that day, dude? Honestly, I'll be honest. I'll I'll give you the chain of events that I remember. So I I was in Tahoe for my birthday, if you remember. I was going snowboarding, and that the night of my birthday, I ended up winning like five hundred dollars playing craps, and I put all that money on the Lakers in that game that were they were playing that night, the game that LeBron passed Kobe, and it was like a it was like a it was like a layup that game I could have won, mm-hmm. and. And even before the game started, I like it's it's really hard to explain. But I put my money down, and I, I thought it was like this is a mistake. Why am I doing this? And I can't explain it, but I felt like something bad was gonna happen. And you could ask everyone that was there. I felt sick, bro. Even before the game started, and I didn't feel like it at all, all day. And I didn't even go out that night. And I was like, dude, I feel sick. I feel like weird. I'm not gonna go out. And I woke up in the morning. And I went to brunch and I felt even worse. And I got the new, like, oh, like, this is crazy, bro. Like, almost like I knew something bad was going to happen. And I don't know if I knew something bad was going to happen, but I felt like I felt something bad was going to happen. And I got, a, I got a text from Hyatt. He was the first one to tell me. He's like, Kobe died. And I, like, looked at it and I was like, man, that's not even funny. Like, that's not even funny to joke about. When I got a text from Gabby, I was like, Dude, she doesn't even watch basketball. Like, damn, he this like this must be real. And I was like, I was like, okay, maybe like it could be a mistake. Like, someone de- definitely died, but like maybe it wasn't Kobe, bro. Because it's like, dude, growing up, like we watching Kobe play, bro. Like he was like a he was like a superhero, dude. He was a god, bro. I feel like because think about what year. Okay, so their first championships were what two thousand nine or. 1999, 2000, or no, no, it was 2000, 2001, 2002. But I guess, yeah, 2009, 2000, and 2001. And then 09 and 2010. Yes. So that's like how old were we when they, when the Lakers won their first three chips? Dude, I, that's my first memory of basketball, honestly. Is what? Which one? Cause I got it locked in my dome right here. What is yours? I think it might have been the last one, bro. Oh yeah. Because I didn't really do. I didn't really start like really caring. This is a whole other story. I didn't really start caring about basketball until two thousand like seven, and I, the reason why is I don't even know. I don't really know why. I think it's because we were playing basketball in like middle school or something like in PE and I was like low-key like I'm not terrible at basketball I never really played I had a hoop in my back like backyard and I was like damn like this is so fun and then I was just like naturally I gravitated to like watching basketball but I I, like when it started out I wasn't as big of a fan as I am now 
because I wasn't keeping track of other players and stuff. I was just keeping track of Lakers and mm-hmm. keeping track of Kobe. And that year, where I first started watching basketball, is the year that Kobe won his MVP. And so it was, dude, it's kind of like a roller coaster thing about like my, the reason I watch basketball is like pretty much because of Kobe. And like those seasons, it's just like he like won MVP, went to the finals, he lost. And like when he lost the finals, that was like my first real loss of like as a fan of a team, like in the championship ever Mm -hmm. really. And I was like, fuck, like, like he's going to do like Kobe's going to come back. He's going to win it. He's going to win a chip. He's going to like get back. And so that was like, it was crazy, dude. My first three years of like really, really watching basketball where it's just like insane, man. I feel like I'm so like privileged to have seen all that just take place. Definitely. Um, Definitely. I mean, think about like there's kids who grew up same age as us. Right. So we, we wake up in 1993, 1994, 95, whatever. Year 2003 or 2002, the Lakers are winning their third ship in a row. Yeah. And there's that one year, I forget exactly what it was, when Derek Fisher hits that stupid lefty 0.4 on the clock. Yeah. Bro, so I'll, I'll, this is my, my most basic Laker story is I was watching that game against the Spurs. Tim Duncan hits a stupid-ass three to put them up two with, like, whatever, 0.4 on the clock. I start crying, bro. I dip out the room. It's over. I'm about to go cry myself to sleep. And then my dad's like, yo, it's not over. Come back in here. I'm like, whatever, dad, it's over. Like, there's 0.4 seconds left. We lost. Derek Fisher goes, squat-a-bop. Huh? And then the Lakers, if you remember that game, the Lakers all run off the floor. <laughs> like Derek yeah, Fisher, and they try to like so they can't review it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Derek Fisher hits okay. the shot. They all run off the court, and I'm like, "That's not real. That's too good to be true." What happens that year? How did that year end? Lakers win the chip. So, okay, so, so okay, I told you about like when I started liking basketball, right? Mm-hmm. This is my first memory of a basketball game. This is actually pretty fucking hilarious, but. <laughs> I was in a room with me and all my dad's friends and uh, we're watching the game. It's my dad's first year getting direct TV and um, we're watching the game and we're probably like, we're probably behind like live time by like a minute or 30 seconds. Little tape delayed? Tape delayed. And my dad gets hella pissed. I think he like throws him right out of the couch and everyone in the room's hella pissed. I'm I'm fucking scared because i'm a little kid and everyone's cussing and drunk the funniest part about this dude is everyone's like getting pissed i'm getting super scared and right when i'm at like the peak of like my like uncomfortability my whole block starts screaming like and cheering and everyone in the room is like what the hell like we hear everyone like cheering and we're like yo something happened of course 30 seconds later like he hits this shot but it, yeah. it's just so funny because they're like they're like, wait, why is everyone cheering? Like, do we miss something? And everyone's like, go to live, go to live. And like, we already went to live and <laughs> the shot was like, the, the score was on the board and we're like, no way. Like, how did this happen? And, dude, Man, that's <laughs> crazy shit. And, and like, whatever happened after that is like, I remember like being at Marengo mm-hmm. and 
and I, I, I wasn't like really like keen on all the Lakers players. I just knew of Shaq, but I remember like being with all like the little homies in Marengo and they're all like, who's better Kobe or Shaq. And it was always like split mm-hmm. like, Oh, Kobe's better. Not Shaq's better. Kobe's yeah. better. And I was like, that's when I first knew. I was like, damn, like I knew it was Shaq, but dude, Kobe sounds like he's like super good at basketball. And then obviously the legend that planted the seed. And then the, Mm-hmm. legend unfolded from there yeah that's so that's that's what that's my thing with kobe and the lakers was like i just connected to kobe more because he was the smaller guy you know like we watch yeah. it we watch a laker game and i love Shaq. like Shaq is putting dudes in the basket but yeah and i, and I loved it like i love watching it yeah. but i watched kobe and it was more like oh he doesn't look that big, you know. He's only six six, which obviously like in hindsight, skinny, is, like, but right, not that like. Yeah, he didn't look. He wasn't like a KD or a Shaq or a Yao Ming. Where on the TV screen, he's he looks crazy. He looks or even normal. like LeBron, bro. Yeah, he's yeah. just like built. He's built like a little bit more built than like a normal person, and just a little bit taller. Yeah, but when he started, even he was skinny, right? And I think, yeah, that, dude. Yeah. And I think that was the thing where it was like, so I've known Kobe since he was younger and he was good. Like he was a solid contributor to the Lakers. And then it's like, oh shit, he's dunking on everybody. Oh shit. He's hitting game winners. It's like, I don't know. If he, he kind of just, he took the, the normal person route. You know what I mean? Where it's like, he didn't come into the game as a legend. He came in as a nobody from high school who got drafted. At the Bro, came in as a kid, dude. And he, he wasn't good his first couple of years, you know? Yeah. Well, he didn't play even. Yeah. Exactly. Not that he wasn't good, but you know what I mean? He wasn't good in like NBA terms. Um, yeah. He wasn't good ne- enough to start. Yeah, right, right. And next thing you know, it's like, wait, who is this? Who is this skinny dude with the afro? Whoa. He banged on who? Oh my God! And then it's like, oh wait, he won three chips, and they traded Shaq instead of him. That was the moment yeah. where it's like, wait a sec, because I was a Lake, I was a big time Laker fan by 2005. Because I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like 10 years old by then, so I think I'm big, you know. But yeah, so that's when I think I know basketball, and it's like, yo, I don't know. Like I like to pass the ball. Think about that. Think about that for a second. You know me, you played, you've, you've hooped with me for years now. You know my game is, I like to pass the ball. I'm scared to shoot. Yeah. And I still fuck with Kobe that heavily. You're the exact opposite player, yeah. Exactly. Crazy. And think about that, how, how much that hurts me to be someone who like, but also we have, to, we have to contrast this. As you know, my game in terms of me personally as a basketball player, but then you have to contrast that with me as like a, basketball analyst you know yeah but also what you kind of like your game your offensive games are very different mm-hmm. but you i feel like you guys defensively are similar like when i play with you you're always are trying to guard the best player i'm locking that's up bro. Ob- that's obviously what kobe would do bro yeah yep 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 that's why i hate when people try and say like oh yeah harden compare him to kobe no no well i want to say it's just like 
I feel like people nowadays, especially that watch basketball, they don't they don't even consider defense when they talk about like the best players in the league. Yep. I hate I hate that. You basically are negating your whole effectiveness. And there are a lot of people who get they get sucked into the whole like house of highlights or whatever where it's like, yeah, I got all these buckets, but they don't show you playing solid defense on somebody. And Kobe was always an elite defender. Dude, yeah. I think even in his last – dude, I think even in his last season, that season, I think he still – even when he was 34, I think he still made all third-team defense, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about, dude. And you know what? Dude, we can get into, like – by the way, 2013 is my – 2012, 2013 is my favorite Kobe season by far. That was the Vino season. But, like, Vino. <laughs> hey, Vino. Wait, 2012, 2013? And Tico Vino. Yeah, dude. Let me get these numbers up. That's 27 and a half points, six dimes, six, six boards. God What's the dang. 46, right? 46% from the field? 46.3. Yep. That cause that's that's the last time Kobe was, dude. Honestly, even up at, up until then, bro. Even that year, in my mind, I still think he was the best player in basketball. Well, yeah, what, yeah. dude. Watching watching him play that year was so ridiculous, bro. He was thirty four years old, dunking on Josh Smith, dunking on Chris Humphreys and Gerald Wallace. And that same season, I don't know if you remember this either. Kyrie challenged Kobe into a game of one on one, and that and they played they played a game that year. And I don't don't know if you remember this, but Kyrie tried to spin on Kobe, and Kobe beat his shit, bro. At thirty four years old, yeah, it was so disrespectful. Third year, so he thought he was sick. But dude, he was sick, dude. No, he was. He he was. was Yeah, he was. And he got locked up by a thirty four dude. Bro, yeah. so here, I can so, just go on about my, my memories from Kobe that year, dude. This is what I would say. So everyone is, is giving LeBron the love, which we should. You know, of course. I think LeBron's incredible. But 34 years old, right? Like this season, LeBron is 34 years old. Kobe yeah. played 78 out of 82 games. That's 100% of the games. I'm sorry. Like if you want me to round up, like it's it's – he missed four games. Well, he missed them too because he was injured. Right. Towards but he Achilles. played 78. Yes. That's a, a remarkable, bro. Man. And, dude, his number – that was like – statistically, that's up there with one of his best seasons. Yeah. And six assists. What did I say about what – what you said earlier? What does Kobe not do? Pass the ball. And it's like, oh, wait. Does someone, does someone who, who gets six assists – you think they don't pass the ball? It's like, bro, that's uh, hmm? six dimes a game is a lot of dimes, bro. Especially when you're scoring twenty-seven points a game. Especially this is how, this is how, in a, especially in an era where the game is not as fast paced as it is now, and there's more defense, like, mm-hmm. bro, and just more like be, athletic people. You know, it'd be interesting to see how many people actually had six assists that, game, that year. Average six assists. I'm, I'm was, sure Kobe was top was 10. In, yeah, top 10, top 15. Yeah, top 15. Let's it's just be definitely safe. Definitely top 20. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you 
Damn, bro. I'm just, I feel like we're supposed to be talking about Kobe's whole career, but I'm just going to go on about this season. My favorite memory of that whole season, bro, is he had two back-to-back games of 40-10-10. Triple-double. And one was versus the fucking Raptors. Do you remember this game? Where he hey, had nine what? straight points. No, 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 no. He, Kobe scored like 12 straight points mm-hmm. in the fourth mm-hmm. to beat the Raptors. And they were just like the most ridiculous shots I've ever seen, bro. He, there was one where he was double teamed and he just pulled it up and just watered it. Oh, they come three? down, make, make one free throw, miss the other free throw. They're down uh, four. And then Kobe gets an inbound pass from the corner, bro. Turns around, doesn't even pump fake it. Shoots a fadeaway three-pointer from the left corner and just splashes it. I think he's being guarded by, like, Norman Powell or something. Some He might be, like, more less recent than Norman Powell. But he no, just walks in his face. And then Norman Powell's been then there the for last, a minute. Yeah, it might been have been there. Norman Powell. And then, so there's, like, they go back down, they foul the person. He makes two free throws. So the Lakers are down three. There's 10 seconds left in the game. And, the, the, you know, like on the sideline timeouts where you see both coaches talking? Yeah. I remember the coach of the Raptors at the time. I don't remember who it was. But he, all he was like is like, don't let Kobe score. <laughs> and Kobe gets the ball. And, and what happened? Immediately double team, bro. Immediately double team. And he dribbles probably like four feet behind the free throw line. Pump fakes, gets one dude in the air. And then she rises up with the other dude in his face and splashes it to tie the game, bro. And then he and then he beat him in overtime with a dunk, bro. He had the game-winning dunk in overtime. Far, far crazy, dude. You if you haven't seen the highlights of the game, I encourage you to watch them. Maybe even right now, bro. It's the most like, ridiculous thing I've ever do? seen, bro. Let's end it on this. All right. What is this? Is tough because we're LA kids. We grew up watching Kobe win championships in the early two thousands. And the end of the 2000s. What is your, what is your number one quality that you wish you could take from Kobe, as a basketball player and as a human? Either one. Man, well, I mean, it's it's different and it's the same kind of. Mm-hmm. In basketball, I always wish I could just shoot like a contested jumper like him, bro. Mm-hmm. There's just. I don't like I don't see myself even over like someone who's a little even like my height or smaller than me how it's even possible to make like a fadeaway mm-hmm. like from like 18 feet even like that's ridiculous but in terms of overall who he is I mean I think this is a pretty generic answer but just work ethic bro I feel like Kobe would sometimes like there's days where I'm just like fuck man I'm I'm overwork or I'm overworked like working on music. I'm over fucking studying for this class. Um, and you know, you think Kobe would say that? Like, if he wasn't prepared for something, he would be like, fuck it, I'm done. He would, he would, he would prepare even if he was completely prepared. He would find something else to prepare, bro. He, he has the full prepared meal and he makes another meal for, like, tomorrow or something. What about you? I would say it's just the whole ideal of put, like you put in your work in the off time. And then when it becomes game time, it's like you leave it all on the floor 
you don't think of any any type of um i would say it's you gotta play basketball in your own mind right so let's say you take a jumper you miss it you don't think oh man my other four teammates are pissed at me because i took a shot and didn't pass to them no you think i've put in the work i'm the best player on the team if i shoot the ball everyone else needs to understand that i put in more work than them so this is the best shot for the team it's just that whole like leave it on the floor cuz yeah. i'm holding myself to a higher standard and that's what kobe does yeah no exactly like he he never has that mentality i think sometimes like what you said exactly about when he misses a shot i think not i don't think kobe would think that like his teammates would get pissed at him. I think in his mind, when he shoots a shot and misses, he thinks, oh, I'm going to shoot again, but I'm not going to miss. Yeah. He, he's like so confident in himself, he knows he's going to make the next one. Yeah. He's like, oh, I know why I missed it. Like I, I released it a second too early or a second yep. too late. And so that's why I hope that won't, like, that won't happen again. Yeah, but, yeah. Because my thing is I shoot, and I'm like, oh, shit. I shot it, and I missed, and maybe there's someone I could have passed it to. But it's like, no. Dude, I think that's the normal player's, like, rational mindset, dude. But, like, there's people that are just so good at basketball. They know that, like, (laughs) their their contested shot is more likely to go in than another dude's wide-open shot. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just facts, bro. You're Kobe Bryant, bro. You're going to drive down the floor. And you have, uh, like a sixteen-foot jumper that's guarded by two people. Would you rather? Would you, if, as a Lakers fan, would you rather Kobe shoot that or him kick it to a wide-open Luke Walton for three? Kobe, take that all day, bro. All day. Let's end it right here. What do you miss most about Kobe just being alive, or as NBA player? Damn, bro. I miss, I miss people in the NBA showing like true passion and i feel like every time i watched kobe play he he wasn't about that friendly shit bro everyone in the nba is so friendly and like like kobe he wasn't friends with anyone bro because he knew that they were all his competition dude mm-hmm. I, I honestly dude that's that's what that's what the end that's what the nba lost a little bit when kobe left i feel like and this whole mentality kind of goes back to how we started this episode. Just the mentality he was portraying in his last game ever. Like, you just saw the look in his eyes. It's like, damn, like, this dude might actually win the game by himself. So, okay, so I remember from watching Kobe's last game back in 2016, over four years ago now, um, and I remember being, like, heading into the game because I remember it was a 6 p.m. tip-off against the Jazz, and I was like, I might cry because it's Kobe's last game. I didn't cry, okay? You know? Yeah. And then, next thing you know, Kobe passes away, tragically, three months ago. And next thing you know, the next, like, five to eight to 20 days, I'm crying. And I'm thinking, like, why am I crying? Like, I've never met Kobe. I've seen him play live, like, once or twice. Why am I crying? But that's why, because... It wasn't about seeing him live. It wasn't about the sport that he played. It was about the passion that he brought to 
the theater that he loved, right? I totally agree with you. And it's just like, dude, it, I think it goes, he brought it to the theater, bro, but he just brought it to life, dude. Mm-hmm. Like his mentality with basketball was just the same way with, with what he did everything else, dude. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's, I mean, the way Kobe lived his life and the way he worked is kind of how we should all kind of strive to be as people. And I, I think why you were crying, why I was crying throughout this like whole time he's been gone is because like that like dedication and determination that you thought about, like when you're in like a tough time, like mm-hmm. we thought about it before, like, Oh, Kobe's like would be studying right now or something. It's like, you re- you think about it now and it's like, he's not there anymore, dude. And it's just like the void kind of. And now he's gone. By no fault of his own, though. That's the thing. A helicopter crash? I couldn't believe it, man. But it only makes sense. Like, how could somebody that that um, impactful, that incredible, you know, there's a lot of other adjectives I could use, but how else could he go out, you know? And yeah, I feel you can't you. control that. If Kobe had one thing to tell us, he would tell us to say, take pride in what you do. He would say... David, if you're too scared to post your podcast, maybe you shouldn't be doing a podcast at all. And then he'd say, post that motherfucker because he loved to cuss. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ball Till You Fall podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please like, rate, subscribe, follow, download, all the above. Uh, we're Honestly, we're going to keep releasing episodes even if you guys don't do any of the above. But It'll just make us feel better about ourselves if we see that people are listening and, you know, downloading and basically just enjoying the episodes. So be a nice person today. Uh, Please spread the word. Uh, The world needs more nice people out there. So just search Ball Till You Fall podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or basically just anywhere that you listen to podcasts out there. Again, we really appreciate the support and we'll talk to you next episode.